Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hi, everyone. Just jumping in here to give you a wee snippet of Culture Vulture, our pop culture podcast. So if you want a break from the news, you should jump over and subscribe to it. A huge thank you to Neon, our favourite New Zealand streaming service, for making this episode of Culture Vulture possible. everybody i'm feeling a little bit cray right now Liv, how are you feeling honestly a bit yeah i'm feeling like i'm already exposed i know <laughs> so, i'm feeling vulnerable i know i i mean often we feel vulnerable on this mic but i feel like it's the anticipation of something that's about to bubble out of you I even know. though we're building this up again we're building this oh well up. to be honest i feel like that about this whole episode like because i've just sat down yeah. for you know an hour and a half and finished off my research you know when you've just got so much in your head and it just needs to spill out. Yes. That's how I'm feeling right now. So before we absolutely spill our guts, everyone, welcome to another episode of Culture Vulture. As always, you're joined by Liv and I. You can guess who I is. (laughs) Lucy is looking fantastic today. The hair is pink. Pink hair. Pink Um, hair. We are discussing... Quite a prickly topic today, but kind of a fun, quite prickly because we are podcasters and we're talking about Spotify and the politics of Spotify. A little bit meta. A little bit meta, not Mark Zuckerberg's version of meta. No, no, no. It's in platform inside platform. We're talking about Spotify and the politics around like, you know, I don't want to say censorship. I more just want to say being responsible with the people that you pay and who's on your platform and just, like, making sure information's sort of good. Exactly. So we're going to be talking naturally. Joe Rogan's going to come up a few times, but it's actually not about him. And that will that will suck for him to hear because he does follow Cisco <laughs> and he definitely listens to this. Yeah, sorry, Joe, you're more just the vehicle you for are this the discussion. Ve- great. Mm. What a great way to put it, love. Shit. It's actually um, foreshadowment. Oh, <laughs> foreshadowment. Is that Foresh- a word? Well, maybe foreshadowing, but oh. I do get Um... And we're going to have, obviously, Naughty or Nice, where we get into this random When We Were Young festival, and whether it's a scam, whether it's fire yes, festival. so interesting. We talk a little bit about Sydney Sweeney, because we love her, and then we've got a few other Naughty or Nices. But first, Liv, please tell me what describes your week. Okay, Lucy. I mean, Lucy already knows, but I'm going to sort of go over it again for you all, <laughs> as I'm sure you'd love to hear my terrible story. So what describes my week is Hannah Montana. I was living a double life for a little bit, you know, for a couple of days there. (laughs) She thought it was going to be three months and it came out. I thought it was going to be three months. Basically, I've been totally exposed. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Basically, I've been really rudely outed and exposed. My secret is out. Um, And it actually follows on from Eat Drive Crash of last week, if you guys listened to that, um, where I actually left out some information about my trip. (laughs) God, this is a great setup to the story. You actual <laughs> angel, keep going. Um, so, as you all know, I drove from Auckland to Wellington. 
um, to Wellington last week and or was it two weeks ago I don't even know at this point but um, what I actually left out was so I drove from Auckland to Taupo all good great and for any of you that know me which is probably like two people listening <laughs> right now you would know that my brain just does not work with directions like it yeah it's probably but like that part of my brain is actually missing like yeah. I just can't do it yeah and so basically I put in the wrong address to my friend's house and it took me to like that address somewhere totally different so I ended up from Toport in between Gisborne and Napier and I was trying to get to Wellington so it's like <laughs> so it's like she's gone down <laughs> and then sideways or like what back up or yeah somewhere. no yeah so I was like four hours away from Wellington and then three hours later I was six hours away from Wellington <laughs> But we've so, all done that to a lesser extent. No, we, put we in, haven't no, all done when that. When we put in an address and it takes you to the wrong address and you follow it anyway, even if it's just like Mount Eden versus Newmarket. I like, honestly we, follow maps like it's my fucking God. Like I just am like, you know, you, you know, know, I don't know. Me. Who am I to judge? Who am I to question you? Oh, So basically I clicked on the hyperlink. You know when someone sends you a text and then like with their address and then I just clicked on that hyperlink and I was like, yeah, it says I'll get to Wellington at 4.30 p.m. That's sort of when I was going to, yeah, that sounds right. And then I just went for it. I was on the phone to my mum in the car because I was fucking bored. Yeah. Driving by myself, by the way. Um, And I was like looking out the window and there was this beautiful coastal view. And I was like, mum, there's just the most gorgeous view at the moment. Like, you don't. You're not not meant to be on the coast. No. Like, the drive from fucking Auckland to Wellington is so boring. Like, it didn't cross my mind. And then suddenly I just was like, I'm pretty sure I'm in the wrong place. Pull over. And then I saw I was six hours away. I was meant to be there. I actually had a little bit of cry. Yeah, I would have raged. And then so I ended up, I had to ring my friend being like, I'm not going to get there tonight. And she was like, you can stay at my mum's house in (laughs) Napier. So shout out to Robin. You really saved me. We went for dinner, had a swim. It was lovely. But yeah, so. Well, how'd the secret come out? Oh, You're yeah. missing half of the story, oh, man. Oh, my God. This is just normal okay. up to now. Okay, true. And then um, basically I was like, I'm too humiliated. I can't tell anyone. Like, everyone already knows I'm shit with directions. I do this shit all the time. They'll be like fucking classic live. She's I already just, beating, herself enough, uh, beating herself up enough at this point. She yeah. didn't need it from all of us. I was just like, if I tell my flatmates, like, they're actually just going to rip into me. And, like, fair enough, it's funny. But, like, I but can't. But I'm sensitive. Yeah, I'm sensitive. I can't handle it right now. So I just didn't tell anyone. And then self-preservation. Basically, what was it? Two nights ago. Yeah, um, we were Lucy, watching Encanto. <laughs> we were watching Encanto, Lucy, Ruby, and I. And then um, this message appears in the flat group chat from our other flatmate Tom, and he said, "How did I not know that Liv ended up in Gisborne, and it wasn't even out of her mouth that I found it out?" And I messaged him, being like, "Shut up!" <laughs> I was like, "Remove the message. the message. You're outing me." Turns out my mum had gossiped to everyone she knew. <laughs> like, Tom's from Auckland and yeah. I'm from Blenheim. Yeah. Like, how the fuck did that trail happen? Anyway, basically, someone told Tom. When came Anne's from my mum's mouth. Yeah. She's I, actually said that this is probably going to be the first Culture Vulture episode she listens to, and it's one where we're dragging her. She's never, her. Listened, <laughs> she's never to listened to this podcast. 
<laughs> my mum's the best person ever, but yeah. fuck, she's got a big mouth. Yeah. Anyway, so yeah, that was my week. So then Liv had to like sort of pause the movie and say to say, I've got a secret, and me and Ruby's like bodies ran cold. Like, what the fuck? We tell each other it, literally everything. everything. Two days ago, me and Liv had just said, I don't think there's anything about me that you don't know. Blah blah blah. I did was I know? Lying. She was harboring something. <laughs> um, and then to be honest, I already know that Liv hates. I know that Liv beats herself up about shit because, like, I've I've lived in flats with her my whole life and I hate seeing people roast her for something I know she's already roasting herself about. So I wouldn't have roasted you anyway because I know how you I were. I know, but the but boys would have. The boys would have yeah. and Flo. Yeah. Flo would have. Flo so me and Ruby, don't worry, everyone, we were very nice to live, but it was so <laughs> funny. Like, roasting is fair enough in this yes. situation. But anyway, that was that. <laughs> oh, that's a great story. A bit red as we talk about it. Well, um, that's actually a great segue oh, to what describes okay, my great. week. Yes, please do tell. So what describes my week is Rose, sometimes Rosé, and sometimes Rosie. So cute. We drunk. A lot of words. Yeah, no, not really. <laughs> Just we drunk a lot of Rosé this True. weekend. My hair is also now rose-coloured. Um, my butt is quite sunburnt, so it's also rose-coloured. My cheeks are always rosy. And I just thought, like, the many variations of this word rose, no one's given me one yet, so actually that could um, be a nice <laughs> yes, addition to could, my it week. could. If you want to send them in to me, don't know how you want me. Good luck. Um, <laughs> but uh, what was your segue? That you're feeling rosy right now. You're feeling red? Yeah, I'm feeling red. I'm yeah. feeling red. So, so, yeah, that describes my week and your day, time, hour right and now. And embarrassment. Lizzie, you are a rosy gal. Honestly, I know we've already talked about it. The pink, fantastic. So guys, every now and again I get bored and I've got blonde hair and I dye it pink. And honestly, I love it. I should do it permanently, but then I sort of get sick of it. So it kind of good. It just washes out after four washes. Yeah. $30. Go and do honestly. it. <laughs> hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Go and do it. Now, love, let's get into... Naughty or nice. Yes, because please. I'm very excited. Now, first of all, you're going to bring us one, which doesn't often happen. Oh, am I the first story? You are the first story, so make it really good. Okay, basically this was going to be our segment, and then more important things came onto the table. Yeah. Um, so this is the first Naughty or Nice. So it was announced on January 18th of this year that a new festival was coming to Las Vegas, one that had a lineup of unbelievably massive acts. This festival is called When We Were Young, and it has been described as the emo pop punk dream with acts like Paramore and My Chemical Romance headlining. So that's pretty huge. Almost Um, too good to be true. almost Almost too good to be true. And it was meant to be a day, but then because of the huge amount of interest, they actually extended it to three days. But then one of the days is like a week after the other two days. Very strange. Um... And a lot of people have sort of taken to TikTok worrying that the festival is a scam. Some are calling it Fire Festival 2.0, um, noticing a series of red flags. One red flag is the math of, like, is the maths? Yeah. Oh, that's oh. quite American of me, wasn't it? Is the maths of every band 
playing doesn't line up. So there was there's basically like 60 or something mm. acts. And they were it's saying... Like Coachella, but they first wanted it on one day. Yeah, exactly. But then they were saying that every act is going to play every day. And yeah, but it's like, like they can't the fit. Yeah. People literally just did some pretty basic maths and was like, no one... Yeah. Like, you can't fit them all on one day. This isn't feasible. Exactly. So that was red flag number one. Red flag number two was the tickets are really fucking expensive and non-refundable, which is kind of actually standard yeah. um, for a festival. And then also people have been directed to a customer service number that didn't exist. And also, apparently some acts didn't even know they were playing. Yeah. That, I mean, that's what I saw. I wanted you to look into this just because I was like, it's, honestly, all these things are popping up. And I think because of Fire Festival, Festival and because it's run by Live Nation, who were in charge of Astro World, yes. everyone's like, I don't know if we trust this event. And maybe it's fine and we're all just a bit, like, hypercritical and sensitive at the moment. Exactly. But, like... I don't know. It's all very weird. Um, but the organisers, as you said, Live Nation, have assured the media that the festival is as real as it gets okay. and that they were actually prepared for this public response regarding the huge acts involved. Like they sort of knew that there'd be this whole yeah. sort of thing. But, yeah, they've said it is absolutely going ahead. God. Um, yeah. So naughty or nice or in between or just interesting? Honestly, okay, Naughty in the sense of, like, non-refundable tickets in a time of COVID. Oh, my God, yeah. And some um, naughty if you haven't told some of the acts that they're playing. Yeah. Naughty that you haven't done your PR well enough to let these acts know that they need a promoter. Exactly. Very strange. But then quite nice for that piece of nostalgia that it's going to do. Quite nice if it goes ahead. We'll have to keep tabs on it, eh? Yeah, fuck yeah. Anyway, Luce, that is Naughty or Nice number one. What is next? (laughs) Number two, Sydney Sweeney asked Euphoria creator to cut back on nude scenes. So me and Liv are going to do a whole episode on Euphoria because there's so much noise about it in the media and Mm. it's a great show. And Liv keeps saying this thing that's just really smart. Like Euphoria is right now facing like extreme tall poppy syndrome. When something's really good, People have to tear it down. And some of these thoughts are valid, for sure, but a lot of them are just, like, talk for talk's sake, eh? Yeah, definitely. I am really excited to sort of deep dive into that because I have quite a lot of thoughts on the matter. And I think one piece of context before, because it's so easy sometimes to just blame the director, especially if Mm -hmm. it's, like, a white dude or whoever's in charge of this, and lots of people are, like, levying some hate against Sam Levinson. (laughs) Living. Yeah, I Living was like, that's great. Yeah. And Liv, you actually again told me the other day that like lots of euphoria and the storyline is actually based on his own experience of yes. like high school and drug abuse. Yeah. And so like before we just come at these people and are like, why are you glorifying this or portraying this like this? It's like, no, this hasn't come from nowhere. Even though fiction's fine, things can come from nowhere. But maybe a good bit of context to know that this came from his experience. Yeah, I agree. I watched a panel with him and four of the co-stars. And, yeah, he was basically saying that he was a drug addict Mm. from, like, kind of teens to, like, 19. And it's still affecting his life sort of thing. So this is the story that he's always wanted to tell. And Um, he's telling it. And he's telling it. So Sydney Sweeney, one of the, like breakout stars even though she was doing amazing stuff like pre and around euphoria she um went in the independent and she said there are moments where my character cassie was supposed to be shirtless and i'd tell sam i don't really think that's necessary here and then he said okay we don't need it now we've noticed obviously there's a lot of nudity in euphoria a lot of like Nudity from Sydney Sweeney in particular, but also from a lot of the dudes. Yeah, like, definitely. There's a lot of full frontals in Euphoria. Uh, and yes. so it's obviously it's not just her, but she makes 
she makes some very good points about like the difference between when a woman does it versus when a man does it. Anyway, she also said that like Sam, whenever she would say this, Sam would listen and wouldn't like, you know, make her do it. No. She said, I've never felt like Sam has pushed it on me or was trying to get a nude scene into an HBO show. When I didn't want to do it, he didn't make me. She also, and I thought this was interesting, said that her work in Euphoria, she felt like it didn't receive the acclaim that it should have because she got naked. She was like, I'm very proud of my work in Euphoria. I thought it was a great uh, a great performance, but no one talks about it because I got naked. I do the White Lotus and all of a sudden critics are paying attention. People are loving me. They're going, oh my God, what's she doing next? And I was like, did you not see... Did you not oh, see I was thing. in Euphoria? She's like, fucking amazing. Did you not see me in The Handmaid's Tale? And she said that it's actually bothered her for a while that, like, she's being discredited because she's getting sort of naked it's in Euphoria. It's so fair because, like, even when I think of her role in Euphoria, it is one of the first things that jumped to mind, which is probably my internalised misogyny. Because, Same. like, when you mentioned that there was quite a lot of male full frontal nudity, I struggle to think who that was. Same. And yet, like, Cassie is quite obviously, you know, yeah, naked a lot of of the time or some of the time and that's what we've associated like yeah with it's her character i know it, it really would is really fuck me off if i was sydney sweeney she literally said like when a guy has a sex scene or shows his body he still wins awards and mm. gets praise because it's like oh my god a dude's out there doing it even when, but when a woman does it it's like completely different it's like, like it cheapens her her yeah. acting ability which is just such Bullshit. And it's like people then can't just say she's a great actor because they've seen her in Euphoria. They have to go and see The Handmaid's Tale and The White Lotus to then be like, yes, yeah, Sydney Sweeney's like, such she's a good a actor. she's a reputable actor. Yeah, it's like, bro, you could have got that from, like, Euphoria season one. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I thought that was nice that she spoke out about it and um, naughty of the people that are sort of, like, I see lots of TikToks being like, um, Euphoria gets boring, Sam Levinson. Okay, like yeah, get your boobs out, something strange. It's like no, really that's actually not it. Yeah, like, exactly. That's not the point here. And again, I almost want to keep this quite brief because Same. I want. That's what I was about to say. To I was like, full... I can't wait to actually get into the nuts and bolts of this because oh, it's gonna be interesting. Great. It's gonna be a great episode. Also, um, you can go and watch Euphoria on Neon. We probably should have said you can get a fourteen day free trial. Obviously, Neon sponsors this podcast, and it's where we watch it. I actually need to go and watch it tonight. Yes, same. I missed last night's episode, I so I can't. Wait. I'm kind of excited. Yeah. My next story. Jay-Z teams up with Meek Mill, Kelly Rowland, and others to block rap lyrics from being used in court. Now, this story's a few weeks old, but I think it's actually real interesting. So, basically, it's what you heard in the title. Jay-Z, a bunch of other rappers and musicians, are pushing for prosecutors to stop using rap lyrics like in attempts to prove guilt during criminal trials. So, they're backing a bill. I think it's in New York right now. Um, called Rap Lyrics on Trial, which was proposed back in November by state senators to prevent prosecutors, as I said, from citing lyrics and like to use as clear and convincing proof. When I saw that you'd put this in the newsletter, I was shocked that they had ever been able to use rap lyrics as you know, no. proof against crime. Literally same, because, like, you have so many people that, like, I, of- I wrote, Talking Heads sing Psycho Killer, yes. Bob Marley and the Whalers sing I Shot the Sheriff. 
I'm sorry, it's not like someone's going to kill a sheriff and go, well, they really enjoyed this song I shot the sheriff or they sung I shot oh the God. sheriff. Or like Billie Eilish's bellyache and how yes. she talks about, you know, her friends are dead in the car or whatever. Yes. Like, no, like, it's fictitious. Eminem song Stan. I'm sorry. Yeah. It's fucking fictitious. And actually, it is kind of a racial argument as well because a lot of rappers are black and black people are already more likely to be going to court like you know it's just it's been proven we have a whole episode of of, uh, racist artificial intelligence in the police system and then when you're going to go ahead and use the lyrics when you wouldn't use a white person's lyrics like against them as like armor or as like feels so problematic. Yeah. One of the senators that's backing this bill says, the right to free speech is enshrined in our federal and state constitutions. The admission of art as criminal evidence only serves to erode this fundamental right, and the use of rap and hip-hop lyrics in particular is emblematic of the systemic racism that permeates our criminal justice system. Mm -hmm. And then Fat Joe, who's backing this with Jay-Z, said, our lyrics are a creative form of self-expression and entertainment, just like any other genre. We want our words to be recognized as art rather than being weaponized to get convictions in court it's, it's so like true using a director's film yes. against them it's like someone painting something and you like something they've thought up and then you being like like a knife and then being like well oh wow well, you've obviously you been thinking someone? about it yeah i know so i think that's nice that some musicians and um rappers are taking a stand and naughty that Definitely. they even get used their lyrics even get used against them. Sorry, they give us art. We cannot just turn around and fucking use it against yeah, them. Yeah, I can't wait to follow the story and see what happens. Same, because often nothing does. But <sighs> such is the world. My last story, a man crashed his car into Taylor Swift's building. <laughs> Early last <laughs> Thursday morning, a man was arrested after he drunkenly drove a car into Taylor Swift's Tribeca apartment building. Now, it's not known whether Taylor Swift was actually at home. She owns a lot of homes, and so true, so she should. Um, I hope she rents them out when she's yeah, like exactly. using them. Yeah, exactly. there is a bit of a housing crisis. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Stopping the housing crisis. Apparently, so he crashed into her building, then he jumped out of the car, he tried to break into the building, he ripped off the door's intercom, he was later arrested and taken to a nearby hospital for evaluation, and he now faces drunk driving charges. So that's just a very light, sugary, naughty. Quite terrifying as well. Imagine if she was there. I know. Like, and like, it's pretty fucking scary. But like, imagine if he was a massive Swifty and then he like crashed in and then he was like sobered up straight away holy oh my fuck, god can what I have I done <laughs> yeah yeah he tries to break yeah. it while I'm here now well I'm here now and can I just take some of your song lyrics and like but imagine accidentally crashing into somewhere like no. if you weren't drunk I know and then realizing it was Taylor Swift like or Taylor no. Swift's apartment if you weren't drunk like if it was a pure accident where there was no outside like influence Kind of a good story. At least you'd hopefully have insurance. Yeah. Oh, God. Are we going to get back to eat drive crash? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> no, a we round are trip. We are going <laughs> to talk about Spotify, Joe Rogan, platformers versus publishers. But first, we're going to read you a little ad. Okay, Liv, so I took Ruby's recommendation from last week and I have started watching The Great. Did you start watching it? Oh, yes, I actually I have. I've, I'm only on the second episode, mm-hmm. but actually love it. Yeah. The sort of comedy period drama thing, I didn't really know if it would work, but it does. And I feel like Ruby, like, prefaced it to us, being she like, this did. is what you're in for. Also, the other night I just, and I know I flatmates did too, just finished watching Yellow Jackets, which... Everyone's talking about it is fucking good. 
Warning, it is a little bit scary. Yeah, I think I'd have to be in the right mindset, but I think I will get there because I do want to watch it. Yeah, I think you will really like it. And like, to be honest, you should go and watch it. Everyone, you can watch The Great or Yellow Jackets or Euphoria. I mean, we've actually talked about quite a lot of these in the podcast just today. Um, or whatever your heart desires on Neon, starting with a 14-day free trial because we love free stuff. We do love free stuff. It's also our favourite New Zealand-based streaming service and it's actually the reason, as you all know, that Culture Vulture exists. So thank you, Neon. We love you. We're obsessed. We love you, Neon. I hate to do this to you all, but if you want to hear the rest, which I know you do, head over to Culture Vulture wherever you get your podcasts. Love you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.